The following was recorded during the COVID-19 pandemic through Zoom meetings in accordance with local health guidelines. Hi, I'm Mike Maloney, and welcome to another CSRM podcast. Today's episode is hosted by Dr. Greg Linville. Welcome back. This is the third segment that we've had the privilege of having Dwight Angela McDowell with us uh, on the CSRM Board of Trustees and been involved in sports ministry and marriage ministry. And if you've been with us the last two segments of this, you you know that they're just pearls of wisdom dropping off of these two. And they're well educated. They're well experienced. They're these folks have been have been doing it for a long time, and they just do whatever God tells them to do. And it's fun to see them really engaged in, in what they're doing. Now, we, we ended last time, we talked a little bit about how important marriage is, particularly for people that are in marriage and uh, or rather in ministry. And th- let's just kind of wrap that up a little bit because a lot of our people are doing sports ministry and they're doing it with youth or they may be doing it with adults, but a lot of our ministry is with youth. and. And you started that way, but you said we've got to we've got to reach the whole family. It's got to be holistic. Tell us a little bit about that, Dwight. Um, when I very first when I first started ministry, my wife told you the first four or five years was just me meeting people. Um, I didn't have a lot of people. I had a ton of kids because we were in a huge, huge area where there were a lot of apartment units and stuff like that. And so I'm gonna if I can win the families, <laughs> win the coaches. I mean, when the, the adults that are out there teach them the ways of the Lord, I mean, integrity by me, example, of simple things we would do is open and close in prayer. And they would start catching on. And now I'd like to tell you that was a quick move, but it didn't. It was some years went by and years. And then um, we were a separate entity from any local church. And a local pastor met me one day because his son wanted to play in our program. <laughs> he said, no, we can't go down to that bad place down there. When he met us, he said, at one of our one of our award ceremony, this is a, a dear friend of mine. But he says, you know, he says I had I heard more prayer in this sports program and more talk of God. He said, and I don't know if he's being facetious or not, but he said that I hear in my church sometime. And I thought, whoa! So we began to grab one. And my wife used to she, she coined this phrase that we are an athletic association hiding inside of the ministry. And so I sometimes I didn't understand that. And then finally I did. I was like, okay, so every opportunity, we start opening and closing in prayer. And we start noticing that the community was coming along on the field. And after so many years and doing the same consistent thing, we didn't change it. People would, we would catch people that would walk up smoking, cursing, drinking. We would see the other parents and the other people that had kind of say been converted to, to the just good moral values. Start telling them, hey, we don't smoke around the kids. Hey, we don't drink over here. You can go stand on that side. So it just kind of became infectious and contagious, if that's the way of saying it. Um, yeah, we, when people came or when children came, they didn't come 
oh, let's go down there because they love God. They came for the baseball, the soccer, the basketball, the cheerleading. That's what they came for. But what they got is much more. <laughs> uh, they got, you know, people that who love God to, to tell them their value, not as a soccer player, not as a you know baseball player, as a cheerleader, but their value of who they are in God. And, you know, we reminded them we didn't, you know, make them do anything, you know, our standards were we pray before and after practices, uh, but they learned the power of prayer. They learned how to pray. You know, they can take that with them because they don't stay young long. So what we, while we had them, we would just kind of instill the basics of what God is doing. And our children, you know, we have four children. Our children are different. Our children uh, played in the in our program. They coached in the they program eventually. The program they mentored they got, in the program exactly. eventually. They they carried water. They cleaned up yeah. all those things. Yeah. And so for those ministry, those that are in ministry together, where your kids say, "Oh, we always got to go and help in the sports ministry," if we take that approach. Yes, you do, because we know it's going to be something that's going to help you later on yeah. to you know to go forward mm-hmm. in life, and uh, which has now spilled over from youth ministry to tons of coaches and. Uh, um, mentors and then into adult softball and things like that where we get to open and close up and again this is in a neighborhood uh, that was drug infested was prostituted mm-hmm. it was just bad there's a beautiful homes and everything there now and so yeah. but then we've also moved on from just that part my wife really became vigilant about the whole family so we moved on from adults to the senior program so we we connected with the local uh, sports program around the within the area and in a senior Olympics program, <laughs> so we get in the senior Olympics every year. If that you know, we do what we hear God is saying, it's going to minister to the whole family in the long run. Well, you guys are definitely speaking our language, as, as they say. You, we know that the sport rec fitness is the, the touch point that people will reach out for. And then what often surprises them, as you've just indicated, is that there's something more here. And I want, they've got something that I want. And, and that's what gives us that entree into that. And th- th- let's go just a little bit further, because when people that are listening to this typically are, are sports ministers. And I, I should just say, again, we're recording this during the COVID time. And you may get some lapses in the video or background noise or something because we're not in our studio normally. Um, but I, 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 I hope you're not missing the, the, the heart of this couple. And give us what, if, if you were to sit with a mentor, somebody, a mentee, somebody that you are mentoring, what are the top three or five or seven things that, that you try to get through to them? If the sports minister was trying to really get through to the, the next generation of leaders that they're trying to train and, and equip. What are some of the key principles of that training or mentoring that they need to include? Great question. Uh, the first thing I would say is um, integrity. Um, don't just be um, who you think we want you to be here. Be that person throughout, you know, just just do the right thing even when nobody's watching you. And that's going to spill over because I used to, my husband said a, a long time ago that children, youth can smell a fake 10 miles away. They know when you are real. 
So when you are real, they gravitate to you a, a lot more because they feel your realness. They feel your compassion. They feel that you are for them. So the integrity there, I think the first thing would be integrity mm-hmm. um, and, and just being being real with them. And um, the second thing would be be real with them, I guess you can say. Just be um, be real in your compassion for them. Be a real person. Yeah, you make mistakes, but sh- like my husband said, show them how to fix those things. So the first two I would be saying integrity and your realness, I guess you would call it. So the integrity, the integrity would be to walk your talk. Whatever you're saying, you better be living it. That's what I hear you saying. And, and then just be real about who yes. you are. Keep going. Yes. All right. Well, then I'm going to add consistency because walk again. We could. I love all the ones that write the books on uh, all the methods and stuff. But we had to come from a place of building ministry and sports ministry. From we were the the example, and so meaning they watched our marriage, they watched our walk, how I treated her, how she treated me, how we treated other people. They and so some of those times you're going to come across those times that you have to stay consistent on that we stand for Jesus Christ is who we stand for in sport. And I mean, that means that some days we can't just uh, compromise things and do what the others are doing, have a ton of people. Sometimes you're going to lose a couple of people. If it means we had to go, we went through a season of, of what we call pruning that um, in our chaplain, we have a, a local chaplain that partnered with us from the local church many years ago. And he said, and he looked us in the face. He says, man, y'all do great things. And you're doing very, you're doing good to try to work with all the people you have and that type of thing. He said, but there's a pruning coming. And we had to lose some people to get to what God wanted us to really see in sports ministry to, you know, when I say lose some people, meaning some, they didn't want to conform to that. We want to set good standards for others to follow. We want to have good integrity and character. We want to be consistent at all times that we're not, um, we don't just, we don't just tolerate anything and we didn't beat, beat people up with it, but we tried to walk the same way every single day so that they could get it. The other thing is I want to encourage uh, other sports ministry leaders that uh, not only are you, you might have to lose a couple of people to do it the way God wants it done, but you also, you might, it might not be a whole lot of people coming around you right or wrong, but if you stay consistent, it becomes contagious. They will want to do what you do. They will want to come and minister to, to other young people. They will come, want to mentor to other adults. And it just, be, so you just got to continue doing it over and over and you'll look up testimony after testimony. A story I remember many, many years ago, back in maybe 2001, we were having a cheer competition in the middle of our community. And, um, and I can still clearly hear this. 600 people came to a cheer competition. Now this wasn't a church event. 600 people came to this cheer competition in our uh, rec center because our ministry is hosted out of a local rec center. We partnered with the entire city to do this thing. And they, they were coming. And I remember the Lord saying, if you, he says, uh, the audible voice of God says, if you do, if you turn this into an altar, I'll show you a new thing. And I kept saying, what in the world, God, what are you saying? So I whispered my wife that, that God is telling me if I turn this into an altar, he'll show me a new thing. Six times the Lord said that to me throughout this entire competition. So we always interject prayer. We'll interject some scripture in an event where probably 90% of the people there was unsaved, didn't had no relationship with Christ at all. And finally, as the, at the closing, because we stay consistent, we're going to open and close in prayer. We were closing prayer. And, and I remember the sixth time as I began to pray, 
I said, Angie, the Lord just told me if I open this to an altar, he'll show me a new thing. And finally, she says, do what is on your heart. And that's why two together is great. Because she told me, do it. Do what the Lord is telling you. If my spouse hadn't pushed me, finally, I begin to pray. And I said, well, Lord, we thank you for this great um, cheer competition. We thank you for all the people that show. And finally, he said again, if you will open it to an altar, son, I'll show you a new thing. And I said, well, if there's anyone that doesn't know Christ and the pardon of their sins, they don't have this relationship with Jesus Christ that we mentioned a couple times today. Um, Raise your hand. We'll pray for you. And so finally, my wife tapped me on my shoulder. And this one nine-year-old little girl was raising her hand. And I said, yes. So I closed my eyes and I began to pray for her. And my wife tapped me on my shoulder again while I'm praying. I said, and by that time, I'm a little cocky. I said, come on, woman, leave, you know, leave me alone. I'm doing what God said. I opened it to an altar and I'm praying for this one little girl. But this time she tapped me. Can you imagine? I opened my my eyes and more than 300 people in the community were coming to Christ at the exact same time at a cheer competition on a gym floor because we were on the center because we had maybe two other pastors that partnered with us that were sitting in the in the audience as judges and we saw nearly 300 people come to Christ not just the kids some of their families and they were bowing in the presence of God. And that's where we had that took place right in the midst of a cheer competition because we were staying consistent. We were opening and closing prayer. We would put a scripture where we saw it. I'd write them on soccer balls if that's what the Lord told me to do. And we saw that. And I did do that when I went to Africa once. And so um, and then all of a sudden, all those people were coming to in a relationship with Christ. Now, I can't tell you that. They all made a decision that day, but they sure were calling out his name as if as if they were. So that's just an encouragement to those that are in ministry right now. And you're like, man, nobody comes to Christ here or we only have a few. I'm just telling you that one moment when you're standing, you're showing integrity, you're good character, you be, the consistency comes and bam, God blows it up in a good way. <laughs> well, bam, God is blowing this uh, this whole podcast up, too. I, I, that's a, what, what an inspirational story, and I, I hope those that are listening can grab hold not only of, of what the enthusiasm that you're hearing from our folks here, but if, if you stay close to Jesus and that Holy Spirit speaking to you, those altars are going to open up. Cool. And, and so uh, be, be sensitive. And I, and I think you're speaking something there, Dwight, that you know we go about and we get to line up cards filled out and we get the, the schedule done and we we get this floor swept or the or the field groomed sometimes we forget just to ask the holy spirit what he wants to do and then we miss out on the blessing and and so i, I appreciate your heart and what you're saying with that um we're, we're down to our last few minutes and if, if people wanted to uh invite you to to speak to their their groups, their their. I know we got to do a lot of this by Zoom today, or maybe as it as it opens up, can people get a hold of you? And are you open to doing that? We are very open to that, um, and we've been cross racial racially. We we believe in diversity. Actors have received us cross denominational. Um, we'll we'll share, you know, in the in the Catholic sector, just like we'll do in the Methodist, or we don't. We don't we go we know what Jesus is saying, one, but two, we also understand moral good character. So you could email us at community servant eighty five at yahoo.com. You can also call us at seven five seven seven three seven eight seven one four. 
I'll say that again, 757-737-8714. You can also um, come to marriagemap.com. And um, and that is two P's. And and we will we will make it whether it's virtual, whether it's, uh, you know, via Zoom, whether it's a, a phone conference or whether uh, when COVID is not doing what it's doing, um, we can come to you. And we don't we don't desire anything from you. We just desire to share the love of Jesus Christ. We know that God he ordained ministry has been an effective tool for us and along the way. And so we encourage you to give us a call and let's get together. Let's, 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 let's go win some souls for Christ. Let's go lift sports ministry up to the next level. Let's get, catch on fire. And if you're at that place where it's a little dull right now, come on, catch on fire. Be reminded. This is why you started this thing. You want to see, you want to touch some lives. I don't, I'm sorry. I'm getting, but you want, this is, we know that it works. We know that that, that it is, it is an opportunity to minister to others, but we also, know that your marriages um, can be stronger when y'all are working it together. We know that it can minister to other people. We've seen it firsthand and we know that it's the real thing. Uh, I don't know how much time we have, but one thing that we didn't discuss was our youth survival. Some have every year, but COVID, we couldn't have it this year. It's an event that we keep the kids for 12 to 14 hours and they do sports, they do teamwork. Um, it's, it's an awesome, and they graduated at the end of the end of the night so that's just another consistent thing that we do every year that for 20 plus years yeah that we do. and we interject god right in there and we all, stay in there all night long all night <laughs> all day all night and and then when they graduate at the end that's my favorite part because they've accomplished so much with their team and it's about teamwork no man is an island so you want to have somebody beside you and that's what we were teaching the kids too we brought other mentors from Ohio down to that event too. Greg and Nate watched it and taking it back across the world. So we're not doing any, we're not boasting any of this stuff in us. We're just saying we, we know there's some things that God has done and it has been, we've been faithful and consistent. And I'm just telling you other mentors and other sports mentors on the phone, God sees your faithfulness yes. and he rewards faithfulness. Yes. Well, we've come to the end. And again, if you, this is the first podcast with McDowell's that you saw. There's two previous ones. They're archived. You can grab hold of them. And I'm sure that the Andrews put on the screen their their contact information, how to get a hold of them. And if you are listening and can't see any of that, just go to the CSRM website and get connected that way. But just get in touch with them. They're going to help you. They're going to help your ministry. They're going to help you understand how to mentor how to develop programs, how to open up altars and call people to Jesus. And so <laughs> we uh, we fully expect that God's going to do some great things as a result of, of this podcast together. So, again, we've come to the end of another CSRM podcast, but be assured there's more coming in the future. Just stay tuned every single week. And White, Angela, I can't thank you enough. I, I wish... I wish I could just wrap my arms around you because I love you so much and appreciate <laughs> you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you and, for having uh, us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna stay in touch. We're gonna do some more things together. So uh, that's it for now. Goodbye to everybody. Bye bye. Thank bye. you.
CSRM's podcasts are a resource provided by the Association of Church Sports and Recreation Ministries and its production house, Overwhelming Victory Flicks. This episode was produced by Dr. Greg Lenville and edited by Andrew Fouts. For more information about CSRM, visit csrm.org. For more information about our publishing and production houses, visit csrm.org and click on the Resource tab. For CSRM Podcasts, I'm Mike Maloney. Have a blessed day.